Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, five stars, of course, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. Uh, today on the podcast, I've got, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep calling people legendary. I, I, hope, I hope Corey doesn't mind that. Uh, so I've got Corey Charles with me. He's an expert in vulnerability management and so many other areas like forensics. Uh, and so he owns his own consulting company in the D.C. area. Uh, so if you're in the D.C. area and you need, need a consultant, he's definitely uh, a person you need to call. Uh, very busy guy, and we'll kind of talk about uh, some of his background a little bit, as well as what he's sort of doing now. And then he's going to uh, share some other uh, valuable information with you as well. Uh, and in between all that, I'm going to ask him a few questions to dig out some information. So no pressure, Corey. <laughs> Thank you, Ken, for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so do you mind just starting off, just kind of tell us a little bit uh, about uh, your background in the context of like, how did you actually get into the cybersecurity industry? Like what was sort of your path um, to get into the industry? Well, it was pretty unique. Um, I actually finished undergrad with a um, degree in digital design. Uh, from there, I was introduced to cybersecurity by my mentor. Uh, that's when I was still living back home in New Orleans. And I was on website development and he was like, hey, you ever heard of, you know, computer security? And I was like, well, no. Um, began working on it as far as um, with Skillshare, got very interested in it, um, applied to graduate school, ended up, you know, going after it. And once I finished graduate school, I ended up getting, my, getting on my first contract and that dealt with network security. So I was a system security administrator and from there, um, just went full speed ahead with it. Cool. Uh, now you mentioned uh, you mentioned you know getting your your degrees. Um, one thing that I think people probably don't know about you, unless they like you know uh, stalk your LinkedIn profile like I do, uh, they don't know that you actually have a, a doctorate degree. Um, and and I think that's you know there, there's some people in the industry with that, but um, I think that's kind of a rare gem to find is that uh, people that have taken that initiative to to go all the way through a terminal degree. Um, any any suggestions for people out there to to you know make it through that uh, you know long long process of a doctorate? Well, I'll definitely say um, in between time, take a break. Um, I found it where um, if you go from undergrad to graduate, definitely go after the master's degree while you have momentum. Um, when you look to jump into the uh, PhD, you can actually go two years and take a break. You know, give yourself some time, um, decompress, um, enjoy life. Uh, from there, jump back into it. Um, you, you definitely don't want to get to the point where you're going through the program and you burn out. Um, because once you burn out, you're actually not going to return back. So definitely give yourself some time. Um, remember that it's a marathon. It's not a race. Cool. Cool. Um, now, do you, did you, in your opinion, like from, from working in the industry and, and kind of what you do now, did you find that the, the degrees you did were helpful, like the, the studies that you did, or did you find that it didn't really help prepare you for what you wanted to do? Well, I would say from a foundational standpoint, um, yes, it did help because it gives you that background, that theory, as far as what to expect. Um, now, as far as just being prepared for a day in and day out, um, I would definitely say certifications will definitely help you out in that area. And also just networking with other folks as well, too. You always want to, um, you know, rub elbows with more senior level guys. And that's, you know, just been in a field that's more experienced than you. So I would definitely say a mixture of that as far as degree work, certification, and also just networking with people that's in the field. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I mentioned earlier, you know, you own your own uh, consulting company. Um, do you mind kind of just sharing 
what you what you do with that like different areas that you might specialize in for for you know a, a customer yes yeah, so um our number one specialization is vulnerability management so okay. actually go out and we perform vulnerability assessments risk assessments as well too um for different clients um whether that be commercial side or government side so we actually play the role as an oversight um as far as you know calling out with hey um you guys have critical vulnerabilities. We see zero days. Um, we see um, mediums, lows, whatever it may be. And we basically help those guys remediate those vulnerabilities based on prioritization. Of course, you know, zero days would be first. So we'll definitely establish, you know, whether that needs to be a 24-hour SLA that needs to be put in place, you know, whether that be a seven-day. It just depends on the client's environment. So, um, by providing that that type of um you know oversight that definitely helps um you know the remediation rate go down and on top of that it helps you know you as far as the actual consultant um gain even more confidence while you're working in it because you'll understand the environment better and on top of that you get like more trust as well too from that client in which word of mouth networking comes back into play again and that helps you you know move on to the next client or actually you know gain more clients um, from your initial work cool cool now there's probably some people listening to this that you know are trying to get into the industry and you know most people like they watch the news or something and they think everything's all about you know hacking in the industry or penetration testing um, that we both know it's called um, so if they're listening to this and they hear vulnerability management and they actually don't know what that is, can you just kind of give us like a high level overview of like, what is that? Is that related to like software stuff? What is vulnerability management? Well, vulnerability management can actually be on both sides of the coin. So it can be actually be software, which is um, very common on the software side. And also it can be on the hardware side as well. So just to kind of like really break it down to a, um, a very um, simple view, um, vulnerability management can be looked at as um, your Microsoft updates, or if you have um, Mac, you know, your, your updates as well as with Safari. So if you're needing like a different version, um, if you need to update it, hey, you know, you run your scans, it detects it as far as like, hey, we have a virus here, we have malware that's been detected. Um, in order to fix it, we need to apply this particular fix, in which we call it in the industry a patch. So once it's applied, um, you go back and rescan, or you have to restart your computer, and you can verify that it was installed by actually, you know, going on a back end and actually seeing, you know, within your control panel that hey, this has been installed. So that's vulnerability management, as far as just like in a nutshell. It's basically making sure that your computer is always up to date and that is remedied. It's kind of like if I can, you know, use one of my analogies I like to use, it's like if, hey, you know, we're going to the doctor and we're sick, we go there for medicine. So it's pretty much you're giving your computer medicine at this point and make sure that it's, you know, healthy. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a, a really good analogy. So let's say I'm a new person and I'm like, man, this sounds super cool. Like I want to, I want to be in vulnerability management. What, what are some of the things you suggest? Like, do you, do you suggest that I go work in like networking for a bit? Do you suggest maybe I learn programming or should I learn like specific tools? Is there anything you kind of recommend somebody just starting out to go do? Well, I would say the first recommendation would be either go um, the network operations center route or basically go the security operations center route. You know, working in a knock and a sock, you can actually get a lot of hands-on with a lot of tools. 
So you actually have a SIM, basically the security event manager. And that's pretty much the brains of the operation. Anything that comes in that's detected, um, as far as like a vulnerability, any sort of threats or attacks, um, it lets you know, it gives you alerts and it lets you know where it's coming from. So whether that be a firewall or proxy, or um, if there's, you know, any, you know, back door, or if you guys are using any sort of like cloud, like, you know, air crack or anything like that, um, you actually get your hands on everything. And okay. you'll basically start learning from the foundational level. So it's kind of like, well, hey, you know, we see, you know, this type of attack coming through. So if it's trying to attack, you know, um, within your DMZ, you know, trying to go internal, that's not a good thing. You know, especially if it's coming from outside coming in, basically externally coming internal. Or, you know, in our case, you know, trying to put it in a real world sense, if it's coming from the internet, trying to come through your intranet, which is internal. Um, you'll actually be able to read the logs. You will be able to make sense of what's going on. And um, you'll basically kind of get that, I would like to put it in the sense, I mean, I'm from New Orleans, the gumbo effect, where you kind of <laughs> get like different seasonings of, um, of tools that, that, that kind of piles in. So you'll get the SIM, you'll get the proxy, the firewall, even though you're not maintaining the proxy and the firewall, but you'll still be able to, you know, have some sort of administrative um, assistance with that working with those teams. So I would definitely say either go the SOC route or actually go the NOC route. And I would definitely say do two to five years there. Make, make sure that you get um, enough season. That's when you can really understand vulnerability management. Because when, when you do vulnerability management, it comes down to either network or it comes down to the actual application level. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great advice. Um, and when you mentioned Gumbo, I actually, uh, for some reason, I hadn't remembered. Uh, by the way, Corey has uh, several books on Amazon, so I'm going to link those in the uh, description of the podcast for everybody so you can go directly to those. Um, some really good books. Uh, and yeah, the Gumbo thing triggered my memory on that. So um, so yeah, he has, he's a published author as well. Uh, so uh, in my mind, world famous when you're a published author, author and you've got a doctorate. Uh, uh, so Dr. Charles. Um, so we kind of talked about a little bit, you know, what is vulnerability management? You, you gave some suggestions on someone kind of getting in the industry, like where they should go, you know, a SOC or a NOC. Um, any recommendations on like, resumes like I get a lot of questions like can you look at my resume um, and I'm I do I do like my resume different than like kind of the, the standards out there I always put my marketing stuff behind it so I'm maybe not the best resource for people that are trying to apply for it like a traditional um, not necessarily forward-thinking employer like somebody that's got by the book strict you know whatever um, as criteria so any suggestions you have regarding like remunate, uh, excuse me, resumes or networking, anything like that at all? Yes. Um, when it comes down to your resume, you definitely want to stick to your strengths. So if you're, let's say, for instance, if you're brand new and if you don't have any experience in the IT field, but you actually have hands-on experience working on your home lab, list that because that actually counts as experience. Even though you're not getting paid, list it. List the name of the tools that you're working on List as far as what you do as well, too. So if you're actually, let's say, for instance, using SCCM at home and you're patching, you know, say, for instance, you're patching your, your home server, list that because those, two, those tools and also those skills actually carry over. Um, from there, you definitely want to list if you're doing, like, any sort of um, events when it comes down to cybersecurity. So, you know, if you're hosting an event or if you're attending different events or different networking, um, 
events that's within the city that, you know, gives you that hands-on um, type of deal. Like, you know, if you go to a Splunk event or, you know, any other event that's out there where you can get like hands-on. List that as well too, because it shows that you go above and beyond. Um, that actually shows behavior traits as well too. And a lot of people really don't see that, but it definitely shows a behavior trait where it's like, hey, you know, this person is willing to get the job done, you know, by any means necessary. So, you know, definitely list that. Um, list the education as well, too. Education is always important. Certifications is always important as well, too. And most definitely, list your training. So if you did a training course, you know, whether that be on-site or remotely, list that as well. Any sort of training that you have done, whether that be paid or free training list cool yeah that's uh that's definitely great advice so i'm gonna flip this just a little bit so we've kind of talked about like those entry-level folks trying to get in the industry and gave them some suggestions let's say that i'm experienced in the industry and let's say i'm experienced in vulnerability management i'm not in your area so i'm not going to be competing with you Corey. but uh let's say that i like you know what it sounds like i you know i've always wanted my own business and i've got a lot of experience like Corey does like what are some of the things that that you new or that you learned starting your own business that somebody out there might maybe doesn't know if they've never started a business before? Like what kind of suggestions would you offer somebody that's maybe looking to start their own consulting company in their area? Well, I'll definitely say do your homework first. Um, find that space or basically find that area that's real hot uh, when it comes down to your specialization. Now, um, with my specialization, I see that it's real hot, you know, in a DC area. Uh, so that's why I decided to, you know, make the move um, after, you know, first and foremost, getting my experience. So first, you want to make sure you have the experience because if anything, you're your brand. Um, the name of my company is Dream Vision IT, but my name is Corey Charles. So if anything, they know the brand of Corey Charles. So definitely you want to make sure that your personal brand, as far as your name, is known before your company. Because you just don't want to be known as a, you know, another company. You want to be known as a, a person of authority. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to interject real quick there, Corey. Uh, I talk about, about that a lot uh, with people that reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's, it's about the branding, especially nowadays. People don't want a faceless company. They want you, you or, you know, one of your employees. Th those are the brand, th that's the brand. So uh, that's very valuable information. So I just wanted to interject real quick and just reiterate that that is extremely valuable if you're going to be an entrepreneur that you are the brand of, of the company you can't just throw a company name out there and hope for the best you you have to actually establish yourself as a brand so um so go ahead Corey. i didn't mean to interrupt there but i just wanted to reiterate how important that is oh most definitely most definitely ken um and if anything next when you you know when you establish your, your clients you definitely want to be the person that speaks to them. So if they're asking about, like in my case, they, they need vulnerability management. Who's better to speak about what's going on within the company, you know, besides the person who owns it and besides the person who actually is that expert in the field. So you want to make sure that, you know, you build those relationships. You want to make sure that you have something that's tangible. So whether that be courses that's online that you've done, whether that be books, or if you have recommendations as well to that that's on LinkedIn, you want to make sure you tie in all that information in. Also, you want to make sure that your resume is aligning to what you actually do. Um, I find it where you have a lot of folks that has that have resumes, but they can't speak to what they do to their resume. Meaning that, well, hey, you know, if you're listening out that you've worked 
let's say for instance on an architect level, but you only made it to an engineer level. Um, definitely be true to that because if anything, you definitely don't want to get any negative strikes um, towards your brand. Um, but most importantly, you, um, when you're actually setting up your business, um, you want to make sure that um, you have all your tax information together um, as far as like, you know, what you'll be taxed on. Um, you want to make sure like if you're living in one state and you actually end up moving to another state, you want to know the rules there as well too. So um, in my case, um, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. So my business is set in Louisiana. Um, I'm out in the DC area. So I had to, you know, set my business out this way as a foreign entity. So you just want to make sure that you have all that, all that backspace um, together. Um, that way, when it comes down to taxes and, you know, you're, you're, you're covered, you have yourself, you know, solely, um, totally come from that aspect because you do not want any sort of surprises popping up where, you know, you get a letter in the mail saying, Hey, you owe, you know, $20,000 or something like that. So (laughs) definitely, (laughs) definitely make sure that, you know, you have that together. But when it comes down to going after clients, there's three keys that I, that I stick to. The three keys is, okay. Attack as far as from a perspective of where you can reach everyone. So whether that be um, the books is one area. Um, the course, the course, is, course content is very, very huge nowadays because not only are you teaching, but you're basically reinforcing the knowledge that you have. And um, lastly, always be open and courteous. Uh, I have a lot of folks that reach out to me about advice when it comes down to vulnerability management or it comes down to like different areas or even, you know, just from a business standpoint, you always want to be candid. You always want to be courteous. You always want to be open. Never get to the point to think, well, hey, I made it, you know, to a higher level. And, you know, the people that's not on my level, you know, I can't speak to them. Like, always remember where you come from. Stay humble. Stay rooted. Um, always look to give back. Um, always look to help other people elevate as well, too. You know, always look to be a blessing to somebody because when you're a blessing to somebody, you get that back tenfold. And um, if anything, that definitely kind of wraps up my advice um, on that business aspect. No, and that's, and that's phenomenal advice. Um, and, and by the way, people that are listening to this, that's advice you don't get in MBA schools, um, most most programs at least. So, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's very important. Yeah, it's it's always, no matter what level you get to, you, you always need to, to you know, like you said, Corey, reach back out to where you came from and remember that. And, and like you said, stay humble. That's one of the key factors because I've seen a lot of people over the years that, you know, they're successful in business. Um, and then as they s- start to scale, they get, a, you know, we'll just say like it is a little cocky. Uh, and then you notice that a few years later, they're bankrupt in their business or they've, you know, had to sell it in a fire sale or something like that. So, um, very important stuff. You're definitely doing it the right way. So, um, uh, and by the way, Corey and I didn't chat about this this part ahead of time. So I'm actually very impressed to hear that from Corey. Uh, he's doing things the right way. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and then you you mentioned as well about being open and kind of helping people, no matter who they are, right? They're asking questions and stuff like that. And and I'll touch on that just for a second because that's actually led to a lot of business for me over the years. Is I'm always willing to give, and and you never know who knows who because a lot of times you help somebody and then all of a sudden 
you know, they'll, you'll be looking for some service or somebody else uh, and they'll say, oh yeah, I know, I know that person or I know somebody in that, you know, area. Uh, let me call them real quick. And, and a lot of times you'll get that for free or at a huge discount for the, whatever service you need in your business. So yeah, definitely. I just want to kind of reiterate that stuff as well. That's very, very important um, for those of you out there looking to start a business. You, you just need to do it the right way, essentially. Um, and there's many of us out there that have started businesses that are happy to share that information with you. So yeah, uh, great job on that one, Corey. And, and I, of course, you know, you knew I had to bring this up. I said I was going to surprise you with something. So um, tell us all about the martial arts stuff, Corey. What, 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 uh, what are you trained in? What uh, belts do you have, uh, if any? Um, I, I just had to bring that up because I think it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if anything, um, I'm, I'm, a former, well, I'm a former athlete, if anything. I'm a former football player. Um, I ran track as well, too. So um, basically played football, little league, played junior high, high school and college. Um, ran track from junior high through senior high. Um, my college didn't have a track team at the time, so um, finished up my track career um, in high school. But as far as martial arts, um, I'm trained in Taekwondo. Um, did some training in Shotokan as well, too. And I did some self-training as well in Wing Chun. But as far as um, Taekwondo, I'm a third degree black belt. I've been doing Taekwondo well over a decade now. Um, I became a world, national, and regional champion while I've been doing it. I probably have a, a total of 28 medals overall, and that's competing over a four-year period. Nice. Um, so, so if anything, martial arts is definitely one of those things that kept me centered and actually kept me... Um, calm as well too and it came down to you know like pressure type of situations um it definitely helps you navigate your energy in the right way um working in the it field you'll definitely you know you never know what you're walking to uh, <laughs> right. one day in the, one day in the office you come in it's calm next thing next day in the office you walk in it's a firestorm so um, it definitely helps um you know centering that positivity and and if anything i'll definitely like highly recommend martial arts to anybody um, who's interested in it. I mean, there's, you know, a bunch of styles out there that you can take, but most importantly, the most important mission and basically the most important um, piece you want to get from it is definitely um, humility and also just staying um, calm and just, you know, knowing how to react the right way, no matter what situation you're in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things I, I try to tell people is a lot of things in life, at least, are an internal battle. And so um, you mentioned martial arts, you know, meditation is another thing a lot of people do. Um, and many martial arts uh, include uh, meditation at the start, at least the ones I've, I've done in the past. Um, and for those who don't know, I, I practice like ninjutsu. Um, I've practiced some other things over the years as well. Um, never taekwondo. That's one I didn't do. I did kung fu, uh, but I never did uh, taekwondo. So um, that being said, Corey could probably beat me up. So. <laughs> so that's why I stay on his good side, everybody. <laughs> well, cool. Um, anything else you, uh, you want to share? I know you're coming from work and all that stuff, Corey, so I don't want to take a lot of your time. But any other advice you want to share for, for anyone out there, no matter who they are in the industry, whether they're brand new, whether they're experienced, whether they're you know, an executive, um, any, any type of tips or tricks or super secret stuff you want to share? Well, I mean, what I'll definitely share is um, I would definitely say always do the right thing, you know, no matter like, you know, if someone's looking or not, always do the right thing. Always have good intentions as well too. Um, and, and most importantly, um, 
when you're out and you're canvassing, you're looking for more for business and, you know, looking to build up your business if you're a business owner, or basically if you're um, building up your career as well too, always be led by, you know, building your skill, but most importantly, be led by helping others. Never be led by the money. Because when you're led by money, um, there's not much motivation behind that. And when you're led by money, I mean, it gets to the point where I saw people do some unethical things. So if anything, stay ethical, stay positive, and lead by example when it comes down to helping people. And also, you know, continue to sharpen your skill as well, too. And sky's the limit for you. You can go anywhere. I love it, man. That was uh, that's some really good advice. Uh, definitely advice I wish I had, you know, as, as my younger self. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I always I always uh, follow the golden rule. It's one of my major things. Um, and so, uh, yeah, uh, phenomenal advice. So if you if you uh, were ignoring what Corey just said, you better rewind this podcast and uh, listen to it again a couple of times. Um, so yeah, I mean, Corey, I, I really wanted to thank you uh, for for coming on the podcast. Um, you know, it's it's definitely an honor to to speak with you. We've kind of chatted. You know, over over a period of time, but it's been a little while since we caught up. Um, so before we actually recorded the podcast, Corey and I caught up a little bit, um, kind of see what he was working on and stuff like that. So um, what I'm going to do, like I said, I'm going to link all his books uh, that are over on Amazon, along with uh, some other links like to his website. So if you want to book his services for vulnerability management in the DC area, or um, I think he's willing to travel to Bora Bora. Is that correct, Corey? Hey, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> but most importantly, um, you know, hey, if you if you want to reach out to me, um, I'm always available um, on LinkedIn. So definitely, um, you know, send me a link. I'll um, pop into my app, respond to you. Um, definitely, you know, reach out um, to my business line. I'm always available as well, too. Always um, willing to help also. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're going to link all those things. Uh, so that way nobody has to try to uh, Google search it right now. Uh, but I'll link his LinkedIn and everything there along with his website, uh, along with his, along with his uh, social security number, bank account, all that good stuff that people want. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I, I'm sure Corey doesn't mind, right? <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, enough, uh, enough of that. Um, yeah. Again, thank you, Corey. Um, and uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to reach out to Corey or myself with any questions you have as you're trying to uh, either start your career or uh, make a pivot in your career. We're both happy to answer them anytime.